I'm your host, Isaiah Jackson Jr. And man, it is Wednesday. And look, I'm just barely, just barely Wednesday. It's 11 something right now. And Jesus Christ, it's, it's about to be Thursday. But look, I'm here to give you the AEW review regardless, because you're listening to this no matter what time you're listening to this. You don't care. You don't care about how I'm feeling right now. You just care about this AEW review that I'm trying to get to you that I rushed all the way home to talk to you about. I had to watch AEW on mute. I work at a radio station, so can't really just go. It's hard listening to both. But look, look, look. I here I am. I had to sacrifice, sacrifice. No Scott Steiner, but here I am to give you the AEW review. Devin came through with the NXT review. You can get those every morning on Wednesdays, every Wednesday morning. So be on the lookout for those. He did awesome like yesterday. So listen to that. It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So also, like I said, be on the lookout for that. But on to this review. We had a battle royale, the tag team battle royale. And look, there was a lot of people here. It was, let's, let's go. Let's, let's name them off here. We got the Young Bucks 2.0, Santana and Ortiz, the best friends. You had the Gun Club, FTR, Private Party, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds, the Butcher and the Blade, and Red Dragon, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly were in this match. And Jesus Christ. It was as fast as I tried to get through saying it. That's how quick this match was. It was fast paced. It was Santana Ortiz. They, they, Santana and Ortiz, they got uh, some nice moves in, mainly Santana, because he eliminated both 2.0. Then the Young Bucks got rid of him. So it was, it was all cool. It was, it was a, a decent amount of back and forth. The final four people, I believe, were Matt Jackson, Kyle O'Reilly, Dax, and uh, John Silver. And that and well, Kyle O'Reilly was the last one standing. Matt Jackson, Matt Jackson was we thought he was going to be the last one standing. Kyle O'Reilly scooped him from behind, got rid of him with the quickness after Matt Jackson got rid of both Dax and Silver. So it was cool. It was a cool little finish of the match. Afterwards, Red Dragon was having a heated discussion with the Young Bucks. Adam Page ran in. He attacked Red Dragon for the cheap shot. And then he starts having a story time after Adam Cole comes in and then they have a little brawl for all. And Adam, after that, Adam Page tells a story and he has a little promo. But to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't I could care less. I could care less about what he was saying. He was pretty much giving the whole story about him and Adam Cole. And it's it, I don't I, I don't care. Adam Page to me doesn't really he isn't a great speaker. He's not a good, a great promo to me. He's he's a boring champion. I, I gotta say it. I'm sorry. He's boring me. Adam Page is boring me. Like why I, I like the Lance Archer match. I liked the Kenny Omega match. I loved both Daniel Bryan matches. But outside of wrestling, he just doesn't interest me at all. I don't care about all the cowboy shit he wants to do. To me, it's just boring shit. Like, you know, he's just doing boring shit to me. I'm sorry. 
you know something that wasn't boring that this MJF promo, man. MJF, MJF almost had me weeping, bro. Reading subtitles, I thought I was watching anime. You know, I was just like, but it was it was crazy because he, it, we saw a whole other side of MJF instead of just him coming in and talking crap and you know him talking foolish and trying to get as much heat as possible, dissing the fans, dissing CM Punk. He got vulnerable. He got vulnerable. He talked about how he he had severe ADD or was it ADHD? It's one of the two. He had ADHD or ADD and he was Jewish and he was good at football. And back in the day, he got bullied. And it was a one Friday where they was throwing quarters at him. They was bullying him, talking trash about him. And he said, hey, it's all cool because that, that Friday he was going to meet CM Punk. You know, because last week CM Punk said, oh, this was the happiest day of your life. To me, it was just a Friday. You know, I just rolled out of bed. Let me just take a picture with a random kid today. Not knowing he got hit with a bunch of quarters. I'm sorry. Okay, let me. I'm not clowning about this. I'm sorry. I'm not clowning about MJF getting bullied. But he also mentioned how in 2014, he looked up to CM Punk. He admired CM Punk. And then when he needed CM Punk the most, he left. And that's referring to when he left WWE. And so MJF had to put you know, him, his dreams aside because CM Punk is out here doing, he, he left his fans. He left us. And so he, MJF decided to become a pro wrestler. And now he's saying that he doesn't care whether CM Punk makes him bleed, whether they fight to the very end, bleed buckets, be choked out. He's never going to quit because then he'd be exactly like CM Punk. Ooh, felt it. I felt that. Did you feel it? I felt it. CM Punk showed up. He said, is this true? You know, he was just asking MJF, is this true? And MJF, you know, he has a little tear in his eye. You know, the tears rolling down his face and he just rolls out the ring. Not roll out, but he kind of walked out the ring. But the way, oh, it was, it just touched at me. I felt it. I don't don't even want to, I don't even know if I want to see this match or not. Granted, I do want to see the match, but like just the emotional roller coaster it had. I just, man, this is, this is, this is a great feud. This is this is great wrestling between the two. Now you had the Death Triangle, Pack and Penta taking on Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Now both it was a back and forth match. Uh, Penta came through looking real Undertaker-ish. You know he he came through looking real solid. So it was it was a it was a crazy dark vibe to this whole match. Obviously with everything that's been going on. But let me just fast forward to the most important part of this hall. Because at the very end, we got a very special guest. Because after Alistair Black, it was uh, Penta. Penta was laid out in the ring. And Alistair Black rolled a shovel in the ring. And he looked like he was going to decapitate my man's Penta. And then he lifted up the shovel. The whole, everything went black in the arena. And we saw Buddy Matthews. For those that don't know Buddy Matthews, that's Buddy Murphy. Birdie Buddy Murphy from WWE, the guy that was kissing on Rey Mysterio's daughter. I'm sorry. I mean, the guy that was cruiserweight champion for a decent amount of time. Also taking out Rey Mysterio's eye, helping Seth Rollins take out his eye while, you know, kissing Rey Mysterio's daughter. But anyway, that, I thought that was pretty awesome. And he joined. He joined alongside the well, Alistair Bla- Malachi Black and Brody King, kings of the Black Throne. So now Buddy Matthews is another member. And this is awesome. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Chris Jericho and Eddie Kingston, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Because 
Chris Jericho, he's, I don't know. It's like he's, it's not that he's not entertaining to me, but he's just the whole him trying to latch on to younger talent, that whole rumor thing that's going on and him trying to gain cloud. He looked good today. Y'all seen the six pack, bro? I ain't, I ain't shaming you, Jericho. You what, about 38? You looking good. You looking good right now. But I'm saying I, a Jericho match isn't something I yearn for, especially going against, you know, someone like Eddie Kingston. And Jericho was touching. Jericho was going crazy. Like, he was calling. He said that Kingston is uh, afraid of success. He said his uh, his first hero, who was his uncle, was a failure. His father was a failure. And Eddie Kingston is a failure. Jesus. Like that's that's ridiculous. I thought that I thought that was that was and if you know Eddie Kingston's life story and just the whole backstory of his mental mental health and just upbringing, like you would you would want to swing on your Chris Jericho too. Like I was kind of feeling that. And Kingston said if he wants if he's gonna wrestle Jericho, he wants that that classic Jericho, that Jericho that Paul Levesque hated. You know what I'm saying? So he, I'm, I'm like I'm liking this. I'm really liking this. So I, I hope I hope Kingston comes out away with this win. Jericho doesn't need it. Obviously, Jericho's not gonna need it. So all in all, it's looking good. Ricky Starks defeated 10. So he is now in the face of revolution qualifier match. I'm liking Ricky Starks. I like Ricky Starks as a wrestler. I'm liking him with Taz. Taz is him and power, him, powerhouse hives, that group that this faction that he has. I'm liking them. They're great young talents, and they think they, they're gonna go. I think they're gonna go a decent way. I'm not going to go over. I know what you're thinking. Isaiah, you're not going over the backstage segments. I was watching this on mute. So I'm just, I'm going over the matches. Anyway, that's what you were watching wrestling for anyway, the matches, right? We're not watching soap operas. We are, but kind of not really. Stop it, Isaiah. We're, we're talking about wrestling. Jade Cargill took on the bunny for the TBS champion. Now, this was a very green match to me because the bunny, I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler, but most of her matches we've seen, or at least I've seen, are on dark. And she's mainly wrestled on dark, and they're not, they're not fast-paced barn burner matches. At least Jade Cargo is putting on, you know, decent matches with Ruby Soho. You know, she's fighting decent competition, you know, every week. It's except for the last week, but we won't get into too much into that. But the bunny put on a she put on a decent performance. I'm not gonna say that she was horrible. But it all ended because the bunny had nuck. She had brass nucks. Jade Cargo had a title and they swung on each other. And they kind of, I would say they canceled each other out, but it looked like the bunny took a lot more pain in her hand. The referee took, threw away both Matt Hardy and uh, Mark Sterling. And Jade Cargo hit her finisher with, for the win. Like, obviously, we can't expect nothing more. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but Ty Conti came in and it looks like she's her next opponent. Anna Jay lost a couple weeks ago to Jade Cargo. So I'm not expecting uh, Miss Conti to do much needed. No offense to her, but like I said with the bunny, everybody that I'm seeing come up on Jade Cargo, Cargill, is all in AW Dark. So, I mean, the competition isn't really stiff for her. And I'm not, I'm not going to be shocked seeing her go 50 and 0. Maybe, uh, maybe 100. Maybe she might go the Goldberg route. We might, we may see. But at the very end, 
we had Brian Danielson versus Daniel Garcia. This was, it was weird because Danielson just, he pretty much, it was the same, same kind of feel for a Brian Danielson match, you know, just dom- dominating the rookie opponent, just being outsmarting him, out wrestling him. And then just coming away with the win at the end. So it's just, it's not one to call it disappointing, but it just was a typical Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson match, especially for AEW. So now we, it's official. We have Brian Danielson take it on John Moxley after John Moxley came out and accepted the challenge. Well, challenged John Moxley. It was kind of a challenge. I said he challenged him last week. That's what I said because he, is it his exact words? He can't tag with nobody that he hasn't drew blood with first. So that sounds like a challenge to me. So Brian Danielson accepted it this week. So now at Revolution, we have Brian Danielson taking on John Moxley. And I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. Was this a great AEW? Was this a great AEW Dynamite? I think so. The Buddy Matthews debut really came in clutch. The promos have been awesome. Like I said, I watched it on mute. So the sub reading what everybody was saying, it was pretty awesome. It looked, it sound looked pretty good to me, to me. And AEW, I think it's, I think it's on a good run coming to Revolution. So I can't wait for that pay-per-view. Thank you so much for listening. Me and Devin will be recording tomorrow. So you will get a show on Friday. Be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.